0: Send for the women, the women who will pray, the women who have talents, gifts, and resources to do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women, the women who will mourn, the women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate to turn them into mere mannequins, the women who aren't so downtrodden that they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry so they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up. Everyone around them. Calling out. The devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women. Will be God's warning shout to His people. His alarm system. His tornado signal. His air raid siren. The women who God will use. To warn His people. Of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny. To destroy the power of Satan over God's people. By waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin. And the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced. Energy to be released. Abilities to be exercised. Power to be loosed. Spiritual gifts to be expressed. Prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be. What they can do. What they can say. What they can pray. What they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Welcome, beloved listeners, to Graceful Warrior the podcast where faith meets fortitude. Hey, I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you, one step at a time. Join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of the world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing the warrior within. Are you ready to rise higher and embrace the light? If so, grab your sword and let's dive in. Hello everybody. How are you all doing? How was your Labor Day weekend? Man, this is when everything gets to change, right? Our temperatures stop dro- start dropping. Cooler temps in the morning where you're throwing on that hoodie and those sweatpants in the morning. We're getting ready to go into like the fall. One of my favorite times of the year. I love the colors of the leaves and the orange, the bright yellows, the deep reds. It's just a beautiful time. Don't always like the cold in it, but it is so beautiful. And I have like two maple trees in my backyard. And oh my gosh, it is like a blanket of leaves out back. I mean, it's great in the summer for that shade. You could sit under the maple tree, but oh my gosh, when the fall hits, the leaves, oh man. But I am actually going to be gardening next spring. And so a new purpose for those <laughs> leaves. It's it's mowing them all up, mulching them all up and throwing them in, into my compost and over the garden and getting ready for the spring. And so there's new purpose for those leaves and I'm so excited now. So see, it's just all in the perspective. I hope everybody had a great summer. You're coming back. The kids are back at school. And, you know, praise the Lord for that, that the kids are back at school. You know, as parents, stay involved. Get to those parent-teacher meetings. You know, find out what your kid's curriculum is and, and, and get involved. Stand up and say, no, I'm not going to have my student watch this this movie in this class. What is the purpose of this movie? Ask those questions. You know, when I was raising my boys, I was involved in school. And every time I walked into that building, I had the look from the administration going, Ah, here comes Mrs. So and so again, you know, even when the principal came out, he was like, Hello, Miss Hansen, you know, what is it this time attitude? But I don't care. This was my boy's education, and I was to see to it that everything that they were going into, getting involved into, served a purpose for graduation. And if it didn't meet me as the parent standards of their math, their science, their history, their, their spelling, their English, you know, those type of things, then I was like, no, they're not doing it. You know, and I stood my ground. You won't be liked, but you stand your ground for your kids. When you follow after the Lord, you stand your ground. With that, let's get into this. All right. So first off, I just want to pray and just ask the Lord's guidance on this. And and I know it's a hot topic. It is a microwave world with the slow cooker God. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Stick with me. I'll explain after we pray. All right, Lord, we just ask for your anointing over this this episode right now. We ask that you would open hearts, open our ears to let us to be able to hear what you have to say. This is your podcast. I am just the clay. You are the potter. You may, You make us, you mold us into what we are supposed to be. And we thank you, Father God, for your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. A microwave world with a slow cooker God. Monica, what in the world does that mean? Well, we live in such a microwave world, don't we? We could pull up and get that fast food. Well, okay, let me take that back. We used to, right? Now we can't even trust that this Gen Z that is working in that field to even get the burgers right half the time. When we come up and we say like, look, no mustard or no pickles. And you end up getting a burger with no tomatoes and mustard, you know, and you're just like, wait a minute. And they pay these guys 16 bucks an hour, <laughs> you know. But a microwave world, we just we have the microwaves to zap this, do that, get this, speed here, do this, do that, and it's just quit rushing us through. But what happens when God is not on the same time frame as we are? That hurry-up mentality. What happens there? Well, God is the slow cooker in our lives for a season. He's not always like that. There are times where things just come like that so, so fast. You're just like, whoa. It went by you so fast. It spun you around so fast. You thought you went back in time. And next thing you know, you're turning around and what you prayed for was right there in your face when you stopped spinning, right? (laughs) But... Have you ever wished that God would just hurry it up? Like five years ago, answer that prayer or that last week type of answer that we look for so much. We've all been there. We we've all been looking for those answers or or that healing for that family member or even within ourselves. We ask for directions and and the way that we should go in our life or or to be involved in, in certain things or that salvation for a loved one, you know, or, or, or many more. I mean, you could go on and on and on with this list, those of you that have waited over the years for answers. We've become so microwave in today's world. But God is on another level, a slow cooker level, because he sees beyond what we even see. We only see today. don't even see tomorrow. And yet we plan for tomorrow as if it's guaranteed, you know, but God, God is the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. He created the world. He saw it before it was even formed. So he knows the end and told us, we could only say 2000 years ago, right? But they say that Even scientists try to say that the earth is about 6,000 years old. But then, what happened with that time before God created the earth? How much time was there before God created the earth? See, we don't know those things. So, God even knew what we were going to be praying for even before he created the earth. So... And doing a search in the word of God about waiting on the Lord. And that was like the phrase that I typed in. And I found well over, and I stopped at 60, but I found well over 60 verses and more about waiting on the Lord. There was so much from the beginning all the way to the end of the the word of God that you're just like, oh my gosh, this is a command that you have been saying for a long time and one of them in psalms uh 25 5 and i'm trying to go there right now and this one just kind of stuck out to me but i will put up a few scripture references for you in the show notes for you guys to look at you know when you're playing the if you're following me on my page on captivate if you go to show notes A lot of either links or the Bible verses or the subject matter, things that I bring up in the show, it'll all be right there for you to reference and kind of just shows you, you know, okay, you know, she's doing the research. These are where she got her information, you know, to kind of keep each other in check sort of thing. So Psalms 25, um, 5, it says, guide me in your truth. And teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope or my trust is in you all day long. And that one just, for some reason, it just stuck with me about that all day long to trust in the Lord. And when we hope and trust in the Lord, in that hope and trust, we wait when we when we are waiting for Santa Claus to come when we were kids, we, we had hope. We had that anticipation of him coming, right? And so you waited on that. And hope is like a wait that something is coming or something's going to happen. But what happens if we don't wait on the Lord? And... It was interesting. I read this in my own personal Bible reading the other day. And I'm starting all over in my Bible reading. And right now, I'm in like uh, numbers. And I'm just amazed. And it's so weird that, you know, the Word of God is alive. And isn't it awesome? And, And kind of strange at the same time is that when you read the Word, Like, wow, okay, you read that whole chapter, and they're like, wow, certain things stood out to you. But when you come back around for that either second time or 15th time, or however many times that you have read the Word of God, there's always something in there that you didn't recognize before, or that it spoke to you differently than the very first time or that 17th time that you did read it. And God's Word is just amazing and this really stuck out to me and this was what happens if we don't wait on the lord and i'm in numbers chapter 14 and i'm going to start in verse i believe it's 40 and during this time the the israelites just to give a, a kind of like synopsis of what's going on here the israelites um are in the desert and Certain things are going on to whereas the Israelites are now beginning to gripe and complain about this, that, or the other, right? I mean, they have seen that they are guided by the clouds during the day. They are guided by this flaming fire, pillar of fire during the night. How can you complain when you have the physical, natural thing right in front of you? And you're just like, wow, Lord. It really made me examine my own heart, going, if I had the Lord right there in front of me, if I had that cloud, if that pillar of fire, I wouldn't grumble. How could these people do this? And it's, it's so different in our time that we walk by faith, not by sight. To whereas back then, they totally walked by sight with, with the Lord and with, with Moses. They were seeing, they heard his voice, they saw what he did, and yet they still complained. They still grumbled against the Lord. And so, this is where, after all the grumbling, God was going to destroy all these people. But Moses steps in and he says, no, no, you know, of all the nations, they'll end up saying, see. Their God tried to deliver them out only to kill them in the desert. And so Moses was able to stop the Lord or even to change his mind and not do it. So instead of destroying the people, God punished them with different things that happened. You know, he, he hit them with the leprosy pr- uh, plague for some time. And then he punished them and he says, you will not enter. Canaan, because the land of of milk and honey, because of all your grumbling, that men from 20 years old on up who have grumbled against the Lord, they would die in the desert and the generation from 19 years under would be the ones to enter the promised land because of their griping and their complaining against the Lord. And why? They could not wait. They were microwave, right? So see? But here I wanted to read. This is what happens when we don't wait on the Lord. This is an example. There's many more throughout the word of God. But since I'm in numbers, I might as well share what I'm reading. So I'm going to start in verse 40. Uh, Early the next morning. They set out for the highest point in the hill country, saying, "All right, now we're ready to go up to the land the Lord promised, surely we have sinned. This is right after they had did all this, and the Lord came against them and Moses says, "Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up. They were getting ready to go take the promised land. He says, Do not go up because the Lord is not with you." You will be defeated by your enemies, for the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there. Because you have turned away from the Lord, he will not be with you, and you will fall by the sword. Verse 44, Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up towards the highest point in the hill country, though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moved from the camp. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that country came down and attacked them and beat them down all the way to Hormah. And I'm going to stop right there. And you're like, so see what happens when we don't wait on the Lord, when God says, stay here. See, with the Israelites, when the cloud moved up from the camp, from the, the tent, and it moved, that was the signal. The Israelites were supposed to get up and move. It could have been a day. It could have been a month, six months, a year, two years. Whenever that cloud moved, that's when the people moved. When the pillars stood still, the pillar of fire, when it same thing at night, when it stood still, they stayed. They were in God's will. They were in his protection. And that that can happen to us. Destruction can come like that. We just, we may not see it in the natural realm. Or we may. It just depends on what the Lord chooses to do. But believe me, when you step out of the Lord's will, destruction comes in many forms. And I have learned, even in my waiting, that God is dealing with me and, and things in my life. That I have to sit and wait. And I've always been the type where I was like, if you tell me, 9 o'clock, we're going to go get up and go get donuts. I'm like eight o'clock, I'm getting ready and the anxiety and, and what kind of donuts am I going to get? You know, I'm thinking about it. The wheels are turning. And then when you turn around and say, oh, well, we're not going to go get them. I mean, you just shot me down, right? And I am like that to where it's like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go. If you If you say something, then abide by your word. And God is the only one. It has not failed me when he says something, his word will not return to him void. And I have learned that I have to rest in God's weight. And you're like, well, Monica, that's, that's like hard to do. Yes, it's hard. It's hard when you want to step out or it's hard when, when everything's quiet or you're bored and you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs and you see everybody else doing or saying or going or coming and, you know, and you're just, you feel like you got cement feet. But when we go without God's approval, the destruction and, and not only the destruction of what we may do out there or, or towards somebody, we also bring pride in our own hearts. And we show impatience in that. Think of it like this, and this really hit me in my time with the Lord. You know, those of you that have come to the Lord like later in life, think of it like this How long has the Lord waited for you? Years. For me, I didn't become a Christian until I was 50 years old. How long? Has he he gone through that long suffering for your heart, for your love, for your trust, for your repentance? How long did he have to wait for you? A long time. If that's your answer, then you know what? It's time that you wait on the Lord now. It's time for you to learn patience. It's time for you to go, okay, you waited for me. I can only wait for you in return and allow God to bless you in the waiting. I have learned in my waiting, there is such a peace. There was such a, a closeness with God. It's like in there, there is almost like constant 24-7 cuddle time because I'm waiting with him. And it's like being in the Lord's arms all day long. And you're like, I'm going to wait, Lord. And in the wait, God breaks down that when is he going to answer? And he breaks down the impatience. You know, he, he, it's almost like he breaks you down to in turn fill you up with trust and faith. There's a drawing close to God. There's a growth in prayer because you come to Him more in the time of waiting because you have absolutely nothing else to do. When you want to go and the Lord has called you to wait, that's the time where you have growth in your prayer and you have more time to spend with Him and your prayers grow. And it's an amazing time with the Lord. Think of it, you know. Think of what is it, Abraham and Sarah, when God came to Abraham and said that they were going to have a, a, a child. You know how long they waited before they actually had one? You know, sometimes we're like, great, let's get it on, let's have that kid, right? But no, it was years later, it was beyond the time that Abraham and Sarah were capable of having kids. And we look back back then. You know men lived hundred something years old, hundred and fifty we we see it all throughout of all the different men that were living beyond what the average age is today so when they were like eighty five ninety five hundred years old, they were in there like midlife time our our 30 years old at, at this present time. When God finally says, now watch what I'm gonna do. And the faith that is built up in the waiting. So I just wanted to encourage you guys. It's hard to wait. Yes, it's hard to wait, but in the waiting there is much blessing in there as far as That time with the Lord, the drawing close to the Lord, feeling Him right there, the peace in it, knowing that you are in God's hands right there, that He just says, You know what? Just sit down right there and rest in me. And when it's time, I'll tell you. Because, see, we don't see the goings on, we don't see what the Lord is preparing for us until He says, Okay. Now it's time to go. I have prepared the way. I have opened doors where no man can close. I've closed doors where no man can can open. I've prepared hearts. I've prepared opportunities. So we don't see all that. But God, he's, he's constantly working behind the scenes and we don't see it. So when you're waiting, just trust him. Don't be so impatient. It's a time to actually go, Lord, I am impatient, and I need your help to be patient. Because, see, even patience is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Whatsoever is pure and lovely of a good report that we are to think on these things, that is, love, joy, peace, patience, patience gentleness, goodness, faith, you know, all of these things. Even though it's hard to do the blessing and the opportunities that God is going to provide if you would just obey and listen to him when he says, wait. And then when it's time, then you put on those roller skates or grab that skateboard and roll through. Because now you're released, you know. So I just want to encourage you guys today. Don't be a a microwave Christian with a slow cooker God. All right. And until next time, I'll see you all. Have a blessed day. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith
1: is a journey
0: with constant growth and transformation. As well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate. And share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. Until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound. Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a quick minute hope that you're enjoying this episode I really appreciate you taking the time and listening to my podcast wherever you listen to your favorite I'm honored to be able to share that time with you but hey I wanted to let you know I have my own webpage on captivate and I'm gonna leave the link in the description below but if you were to join me on my page you have some perks that are coming to you what kind of perks you say? Well, if you would subscribe for eight bucks a month, I will give you bonus content. My extra show that I have, and then on top of that, you'll get 24 hour early access to all the shows that the public already gets. And then I'll even throw in an extra perk. If you have your own business, you could send me the name of your business, and I'll shout it out on this podcast at the cost of eight bucks. It's a deal in itself. I understand that if you don't want to subscribe just yet, hey, just buy me my favorite drink. I have two of them, actually. One is a cold coffee first thing in the morning. I love a caramel macchiato. And my other favorite summertime drink is a lotus banana blueberry chai. Oh, that's my favorite drink. Just hit the tip button and go ahead and leave me a tip and just buy me a drink. All right, with all of that, I just want to say thank you and let's get back to the show.